So with me today is Naomi Johns. She is a Red Seal pastry chef and currently works at Snowcap Enterprises. So Naomi, tell me a little bit about your experience with skills. Hi, Shoshana. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I, I was excited to learn that you were part of the Skills Canada community um, because it is something that I participated in many years ago, uh, 2006, I believe. I competed when I was going to school doing my Red Seal uh, at State, Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. And we I competed, um, I was working at the Banff Springs at the time, uh, and we competed up in Edmonton for the Provincial Skills Competition. Um, I was probably 21, I want to say, 21 years old. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. There's certainly things I would do differently, This, you know, if I were to do it again. Um, but it's, uh, if you like pushing yourself and you want to set goals for yourself, I think embarking on something like a competition such as Skills Canada, it's definitely a great way to um, use your ambition towards something that is tangible as well as uh, just networking and meeting people and immersing yourself out there in the, the baking and food and beverage industry. I love that. And how did you, how did you hear about skills? How did you get on, uh, on the baking train? Well, well, those are kind of two questions, two different questions. Um, I learned about skills in school. Uh, my instructor at the time had let us know that it was something that was happening. And if you wanted to sign up, you could. Um, how did I get on the baking train? I would have to say that it, it started very young. Um, we did a lot of cooking and baking at home as a family. Um, very basic, humble, you know, cookies and loaf cakes and things like that. Um, so it was certainly an environment that I was exposed to from a young age, just kind of tugging on mom's apron strings and uh, helping and then me and my sister kind of took over baking as we got old enough to do it on our own. So always making different kinds of cookies, more for the end result than anything else, just to enjoy the treats. And um, I had the great fortune of going to high school uh, when they offered a program called Hospitality Foods. And this program was amazing. Uh, students get, got to choose it as an elective and it was a group of students who acted as cooks and operated the school cafeteria, which were food and lunch for sale to the staff and students. And I think it operated at like nonprofit basically, but it was, um, that's kind of where I started to learn real industry skills from. And I did that grade eight through grade 12 along with all my other uh, courses, but it was um, at first, you know, I thought, oh, this will just be like an easy class. But uh, it was there that I discovered that um, I was pretty good at it. I, I chose the baking side of things because, to be honest, I didn't want to be in front of a deep fryer all day. Um, I was also a vegetarian at the time, so I wasn't really um, 
all that inclined to butchery or cooking protein. Um, and I also volunteered to do the monthly staff birthday cakes that they provided to the staffs for their uh, monthly staff meeting. And I discovered that I was actually kind of half decent at decorating. So yeah, come, come graduation, I uh, contemplated going to university and decided to give college uh, a try in baking. Um, and then I learned about the Red Seal program and the apprenticeship program. And that seemed to make a lot more sense since I already had baking experience and I, was, I had already interned at a bakery and um, kind of just started up uh, asking for hours when I was at the Fairmont. They let me stage in the baking department. And then from there, I got sponsored to do my Red Seal. And over the course of three years, earned my hours and my ticket. And then um, I was a, a fledgling. I was on my own and kind of pursued other avenues after the hotel. And what was at that time when you were first getting into the industry, what was your favorite thing to make then versus now? Hmm. Um, so when I was first starting out, uh, one of my roles was I, I loved plating. I, we did a lot of banquets and one of my favorite aspects was, um, you know, we had a little bit of freedom to, for example, do the coolie on the plate in a different style for different tours or different banquets. Um, that room for creativity was a big passion of mine. And for a very long time, doing plated desserts was my favorite thing for sure. Um, I, being at a large property like a Fairmont hotel that also is a resort, so very large scale food and beverage, um, I had the great fortune to exercise different skills because there are so many different departments. Um, so banquets was a huge one for me doing like large scale production was really uh, a great experience. Um, I've always leaned to the sweet side of things. I love making bread, but I was always drawn to desserts and cakes. Um, so as I, you know, progressed throughout my career, um, I, I worked in a few different places. And when I was working at a patisserie, I really enjoyed doing entremet, so composed cakes. Um, and that was really cool because I was able to do the whole process from sponge cake to soaking syrup to the mousse to the glazing and the decorating um, and doing it in a large scale manner. So I, that kind of evolved into my new favorite things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And those are, I don't want to say tricky, but such you can play around with entremets so much with the texture and the flavors and the decor. They're, they're quite an amazing um, dessert, I must say. Yeah, it's something that even though uh, working for Snowfap now, I'm in the sales side of things. Um, I still do cakes um, probably a dozen a year um, and just to bring to family events and, you know, friends' birthdays and that kind of thing. I'll always volunteer to do the cake or the dessert for a gathering. Not that we're doing as much gathering re recently, but uh, so I am still able to 
you know, scratch that itch for creativity and, and baking. And definitely, um, I would say entremet is still my favorite thing to do. Cause yeah, you can just get so creative and apply different, uh, skills to the different components that go into it. Exactly. And do you have a, um, a favorite combination currently or oh, that you've done before for your entree? Um, I have, so one of my family members' favorite dessert is a, is pumpkin pie. So sometimes I'll find out what my audience loves or, or the recipient of a cake really loves. And if it's a classic, like, oh, I like chocolate cake. Well, I'm not going to make chocolate cake. I'm going to make like a, a chocolate sponge cake soaked with, I love using booze in it, um, just to spike it a little, little bit and give it a little bit of maturity. Um, and then, you know, I'll definitely, texture is essential. Like you don't want everything to feel the same in your mouth. Um, so crunch is, is really important. Like I love using cocoa nibs on a sponge or as a layer between um, mousses. Um, I've found that chocolate and raspberry is always a win with the audience because the bitterness of chocolate is so nicely paired with the tart berry red fruit flavor from raspberries, if you can get them fresh. Um, so for my, my family member that loves pumpkin pie, I did a pumpkin mousse cake. So I did a spiced sponge cake. I, uh, soaked it with syrup and I did a pumpkin and white chocolate mousse and I caramelized pumpkin seeds as the crunch factor, both for decor. And, um, I use that as an inclusion as well. And then I caramelized some apples uh, and use that as another layer in the cake as well. So that one was a surprise for everyone because it's the comfort of pumpkin pie, but with a lot of different aspects going on to it and definitely kind of wowed the birthday boy um, who was expecting kind of just pumpkin, which we all know and love, but uh, had a twist that was a little more unexpected and sophisticated. That sounds absolutely amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> how, how did your journey with Snowcap begin? What brought you to where you are right now? Ah, oh, cool question. Okay. Well, I remember when I was uh, first working in the hotel, I saw the Snowcap box and I was like, huh, okay. They, whoever they are, kind of just a, a, a image that was imprinted on my brain. I kind of forgot it and carried on. That was 10, about eight years before I uh, moved back to Vancouver and um, was doing my pastry scene out here. So I was a regular customer of Snowcap. You know, I, I remember one of my first experiences as a Snowcap customer was the exceptional service with the delivery guy. I was like, this guy's putting our order away. Like, this is amazing. And he was friendly. And, um, and so that really is what opened my eyes to what Snowcap does as a business. Um, and then <laughs> a couple of years after working at a, a specific location that um, kind of burnt me out, it was one of those jobs where I was working 12 to 14 hours a day and like I was passionate and I loved it. But I, after Christmas, which was a big season for us, I was I was just burnt out and I started to explore other options. So I had interviewed with a few other suppliers because sales is often a very logical step when you are selling a product that you know a lot about. 
even if you don't have sales experience. So I thought, you know, I wonder what kind of opportunities are out there on that side of things. And um, I, I had reached out to Tony, our director of sales. Um, and at the time there was nothing, but he came, he, he asked me to come and meet him. He gave me a tour of the, the warehouse. Um, and he asked me, you know, would you consider a not sales position, but something else? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with my pastry thing for now. But if anything opens up, you know, we've had this introduction, just keep me in mind. So uh, about three years had passed and I just kept doing my thing, continued on the pastry um, train, as you call it, and um, (laughs) moved around, did some other things, just gaining different um, experiences at different style of establishments like restaurants and um, resorts and that kind of thing. And, um, and then I had my first child. I went on mat leave um, from a hotel that I was working at. And I just, I knew after I had my child that I couldn't go back to working 14 hours a day anymore. And so, you know, happenstance, it was just, it was very serendipitous. Tony reached out to me during my mat leave and he said, Hey, what are you doing these days? Uh, I let him know that I was, I was on that leave, but the likelihood of going back to the hotel was uh, low and uh, it worked out very well because he had an opening in sales and, um, or no, wait, not in sales. He, that was at the time where he was looking for somebody to join the team as a pastry chef. So, um, you know, we met again and I brought my little baby in with me who was playing around on the floor while Tony and I were talking and, um, he told me what his vision was. He wanted somebody who had the technical skills to support the sales team and support the customers and do a little testing and innovation and R and D at the time there was no kitchen. Uh, so I did, I did take the job and, uh, we, I started out with a little hot plate in um, a first aid room that had a sink. So they gave me, you know, a portion of the first aid room. (laughs) And, um, and then we, the renovations happened where the upstairs got totally redone and the innovation center at Snowcap, what it is today is uh, a project that Tony and I worked on. So, um, you know, I had opened a few kitchens before, so it it was nice to be able to use some of that experience. Um, and picking out uh, different equipment and, and uh, layouts, which is pretty important. I mean, we're not a huge production facility, so the flow is not as important, but keeping in mind that we were doing demonstrations and presentations, um, you know, the aesthetics of it was important as well and the functionality. So that was a really cool opportunity to see that space transform. Um, and then as the, the pastry chef for Snowcap, I was working part-time because I was also embarking on motherhood and raising my child. So um, that was a part-time capacity and um, it was great. I, did, I got to do a couple recipes every month that we provided to our customers using our products and showcasing different um, ways to use them. Um, you know, participating and providing the demonstrations at the, at the innovation center. Um, and it was, it was a dream job. <laughs> and, um, and then I had my second child. I went on mat leave again and uh, I took an extended mat leave because we, uh, at the time, my family and I went out of province to, and I was uh, supporting my, my husband at the time who wanted to try a chef opportunity out there. Um, 
we lasted about a year, um, but my my roots were calling, so we ended up coming back to Vancouver after a year. And um, then that's when Tony and I connected again, and he said that there was an opening in sales. So that's when I segued into the sales side of things, and I took over for uh, a colleague who was retiring, and um, it was a good fit because uh, I would be catering to uh, the hotels and patisserie of downtown Vancouver, which spoke a lot to my my experience. And it has now been four years since I've been in sales. Um, and it was at first a challenging hurdle for me to get over. Just personally, I felt, oh gosh, I'm, am I selling out? Am I like giving up on my trade that I've honed over these 15 years in the kitchen? Um, but the satisfaction that I get from the job now is that every day I am having to use my technical background. So that part is really satisfying. Like all those years spent learning what I've learned are still getting used to a certain extent. Um, I am way more connected than I ever was to the food and beverage industry of the city and beyond. Um, so being able to be in a community with my peers has been quite satisfying as well. Um, and uh, there's a lot of like day-to-day problem solving and um, sourcing out things and helping customers. And if you're an interpersonal type of person, um, if, if you enjoy being proactive and are good at communication, then uh, being able to work as a representative for a company that does supply amazing food service products out there, then it was just a really good match and has continued to be. Oh, that's such a lovely journey too. Yeah. <laughs> circle coming, yeah. being in the industry to now being able to help out those in the industry. Yeah, it's been great. And, um, you know, I have a few accounts that are the community called like the colleges and the baking institutions in the city. And um, I really love working with the instructors and I love the up and coming, you know, bakers of the world. It's, uh, you know, we're big supporters of that sector. And it's really great to be able to nurture those younger generations of bakers and pastry chefs and chefs. Um, because as I know now, I've learned over the years, like a relationship with your supplier is so important because it's really more of a partnership where, you know, we work together to get the baker and pastry chef what they need so that they can execute the, the products and the exquisite baked goods that they make. Most definitely. And on that note of working, working alongside and being able to see the up and coming bakers and chefs, what is something that you now having, you know, gone through <laughs> everything uh being where you are now what is something that you would definitely want them to take from this conversation we had today oh uh, I would say like say, okay if I'm giving my 18 or 20 year old self advice I would say get as much experience as you can from the different styles of establishment that you see yourself in the future if you have the desire to open up your own cafe then find the best cafe in the city or in an area and volunteer 
at first. If they don't have an opening, then volunteer. Um, put in a few hours a week, show your dedication and ask questions. The best thing to do is to not just sit there idly, be ambitious and do it before you have the responsibilities of life that prohibit that flexibility and freedom before you're, you know, weighed down with uh, mortgage payments or children. Like when you have the hours to put in, do it. Um, baking and cooking is a craft that you really need to be passionate about and love because the reward, uh, as we know in the hospitality industry is not what it could or should be. So you really do have to love it. The reward comes later once you've mastered your skills and, um, you can put that title on your jacket down the road that comes with time and dedication and commitment. Um, I would also say, you know, if it's not the style of establishment, then find that chef that you want to work under and stage for them, prove yourself, you know, show up on time, put in the extra hours, because that's what you need to do when you're young. You can't enter the industry and think you're a chef after school. You have to earn that and climb that ladder over the years. And it takes time and it takes being humble and it takes, um, you know, anticipating your chef's needs and, um, working hard putting in the, the sweat equity so that down the road, you can like have that notch on your belt and be proud that you got there because you proved yourself. It's definitely hard work, but when you love something that much, it, it doesn't feel so hard. Time just flies by. You're having fun. You're doing what you love. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it can be thankless at times, but if you ever get to experience watching somebody eat the things that you've made, that sharing has been a real driving force for me over the years. Um, you know, we're bringing people joy and pleasure through food and, you know, life is hard. The world is, is a hard place to be in. So when we can find those beautiful moments as simple as eating like that perfect croissant or biting into it that delicious cake then you know if, if you can make your mark that way then you know kudos it's it's a good thing yeah definitely I am so grateful that I have been able to steal some of your time today to be able to learn a little bit about you and what you do and where your journey has gone so far and I look forward to hopefully hearing more about it and possibly even seeing you and Snowcap at the um, Nationals in Vancouver next year. Yes, definitely. We will be there supporting, um, supporting our local students. We're all very excited to be able to host and see, you know, the students put themselves out there this year, next year. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Naomi, thanks again for joining me and I hope to hear from you soon. You bet, Show. We'll be in touch. Take Sounds care good. and thanks again for uh, having me today. No worries. Okay, I stopped recording. <laughs>